0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Bereziky.
1: Welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Bereziky, and with me, my friend Mike Kapler, our discussion uh, continues, uh, we, it's just like one big long ongoing discussion <laughs> about the goodness and the grace of God and uh, how He's revealed it to us and how He's given it to us, uh, beyond what we could even measure and how we just like to soak in it and learn more and more about it as our life goes on. So it's good to be again with you, uh, it's good to be here again with you, uh, this time, Mike. Hope uh, things are going well with you.
0: Yeah, you too, Joel. Uh, Always good to get together, and uh, it's nice to know that we've got some of our friends out there listening, too, and uh, the ministry of Grace Walk Radio, what a blessing that is. So uh, we've been uh, waltzing right through the book of Ephesians here. We're going to be starting with Chapter 3 this time around. And, um, you know, the thing about the Gospel, Joel, is that the more you learn about it, I mean the more you learn about the the true gospel and and, and the grace that's been revealed to us through that gospel, especially when you get one of those nuggets that just sort of brings uh, something brand new into your mindset, this this life in in Christ gets more and more fun. Uh, The gospel gets more fun as you begin to understand it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean... There's, uh, I mean, when you look at the contrast I know that I've had in my life, <laughs> in that Christianity was such an up and down roller coaster right before. We've talked about this many times. But when you contrast that with just knowing that God loves you, that He cares for you, and just learning more and more about how that, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and, and all that He's done for us because of His love for us, not because of anything that we've done to earn it. When you think more and more about that, dwell more and more about that, and and, and and just learn about it as your life goes on you it does it gets fun and you realize that there's life to be had it's not just dull not just dreary not just rules and regulations but life is meant to be lived and god gave us a, a wonderful life now i don't think we'll fully experience it in this lifetime not here on earth but the fullness of life uh, that comes from the spirit in us We we can experience that at least to a degree Uh, while we're still in these mortal bodies. And it's good talking about it and, and indeed, having fun with it.
0: Joel, I can remember, as we get ready to look in Ephesians chapter 3 here, I can remember several years ago I had a a relative of mine die. Um, I believe it was my aunt. And uh, I've got a lot of cousins through that family. And as we talked, um, many of that uh, family are believers. But as I talked with one of my my cousins, one of the older ones, we were just talking about life and and death and uh how it all just how it all unfolds as we try to grasp it you know and, and she just made the comment you know maybe we were even you know at the funeral at the time we were talking uh she made the comment that you know it's it's just such a mystery such a mystery it's referring to to death and and life in general i guess and and I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know, it is a mystery. I, I don't understand it at all. I, I, I wouldn't stand here today and tell you that I did. But there is something that has been revealed that used to be a mystery, and now we find um, here in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, Joel, that the Paul starts out the chapter. He says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of, of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, Now that by revelation he has made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. A mystery revealed, and when I look at this passage, Joel, I think back to when Jesus Um, asked a few of his disciples who they thought he was. And you know the story where Peter says, I believe you're you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus said that, Peter, it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed this to you. It was my Father who revealed it to you. And it's upon this rock, and if I can paraphrase, upon this rock of revelation, revealed knowledge, the Father revealing to you, that's how I'm going to build my church. Uh, revelation uh that the knowledge of revealing what used to be a mystery and of course paul referring to the mystery of of christ which has been revealed
1: yeah it was revealed to him he says you know by by revelation and it was it, you can i guess you can understand how uh many of the people in the time didn't get it didn't quite understand it the mystery hadn't been revealed that's something i don't always understand about god but yet uh you know, he said that Jesus said no one comes to the Father except, you know, if he's drawn uh, to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus, and so on and so forth. But the the mystery that has been revealed is that, as, as this verse, uh, as this chapter 3 goes on to say, what Paul wrote, that Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. And, in other words, Jesus came... Uh, to save all people. Uh, that mystery perhaps hadn't been fully understood by people, and that mystery had, had been revealed to Paul, and his gospel, as he, as, uh, we were talking about in previous times up in chapter 2 and 1, you know, Paul talks about that wall of separation. He talks about the Jews and the Gentiles, and he says, now, we've all been made one. It's not a separation anymore. There's no separation, but in Christ, Because of what Christ has done, and when we, whether we're Jews, or whether we were outside of the, of the family of Jews, we've all been brought together. There's no such thing, Paul writes in other places, there's no such thing as a Jew or a Gentile. We're all one. There's no Greek, there's no Jew, there's no, and there's no slave, there's no free, we're just all one. We've become one. And that mystery is such a wonderful thing that God took all the people of of you know all the everyone in the human race all the people sent the son jesus christ to pay the price to to be the sacrifice for everybody's sins and a lot of people had not understood that it hadn't been revealed yet
0: Mm. well and as we look ahead here just another verse or two to tie into what you were saying uh, with with the oneness of Paul went on to say that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. And then Paul goes on, Joel, to say uh, to me, who am less than the least of all the saints. Imagine that, the Apostle Paul, in his mind he was less than the least of all the saints. Uh, this grace was given to him, he said, and, and that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, uh, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. That's
1: incredible stuff. Yeah, and I, I love it when uh, when Paul starts talking like this about uh, about you know thinking of himself as the least of the saints and and uh, like in in verse seven, where he says he became a minister of this, according to the gift of grace God has given to me by the effective working of his power, and that I just always love it when Paul just tells us about that because he speaks of it a lot in his in his letters that everything that he is in this world every everything that he knows, everything he understands, it's all because of God's grace, all the work that he ever did for the for the kingdom. All everything that he ever did was by the grace of God. He freely said, I'm weak, but God's strength in me, that's that's the glory. That's where the glory is at. It's God's strength working in me. And I just love it when he goes when he goes into a wording like this, because he says, I'm the least of all the saints. Of course, in God's eyes, he's not the least of anything. Uh because we're all on level ground at the cross, of course, but when you understand, when you're humble like that, and when you understand that I'm nothing apart from God, you can say things like that and understand that it's totally uh, the work of God's grace that has that has brought us where we are in life, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in our vocation, whether it's in whatever we do on this earth that has anything to do with the kingdom of God. I'm kind of digressing from what this is talking about, but I just do love it when, when Paul brings this up, because it's, I, I think the same with myself, that there's... There's, I would be nothing, absolutely nothing apart from the grace of God. So his, his words always comfort me and encourage me there. But he says, you know, this, uh, this mystery, it was hidden. It was revealed to him. You know, Paul talks, of, you know, you read about Paul on the road to Damascus and how he was formally persecuting Christians. He was treating Christians. He thought that it was all by his jewish heritage he thought that everything was his righteousness according to the law he thought these christians they're accepting gentiles uh into god's family and so on and so forth he was totally against this and then in just a snap his life changed and it was all because of jesus christ appearing to him and that's when you know things started to be revealed to him the mystery started being revealed to him that he went on to share with now, uh millions and billions of people
0: yeah, the mystery revealed to him and and he was called to to preach this revelation of of the mystery um and he went on to say, in fact, along those lines he said uh, in in teaching this he he wanted uh to the intent now uh to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church, that's us to the principalities and powers in heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So not only was this revealed to Paul, but Paul was called to preach. He was called to teach this message of the the revelation of the mystery so that the church, so that the believers could also understand it the way that Paul did. Joel, let me ask you a question. Um, Paul made the the comment that we were talking about that he thought he was less than the least of the saints. Uh, Do you think that uh, that had anything to do with Paul being uh, human and having weaknesses of his own? Do you think that he was referring to uh, his life uh, from the past where he had persecuted people and was even involved in in killing believers, uh, you know, was, was such a legalist, so to speak, as we might say today?
1: Well, I've kind of thought about it in a couple of different ways, and uh, who knows if I'm right about this or not, but I think both. I think that he, when he called himself the chief of sinners in another place, I'm sure he was referring to you know, his former life where he persecuted the church uh, because I know that he no longer considered himself a sinner because he called us saints, he called himself a saint, and he said, you know, it's not me, but it's sin that's in me. But I, I think in, in some cases he's referring to his former life and in some places, I think also, uh, when he finally did come into the grace of God and he laid down, as he talks about in Philippians, where he talked about he formerly had trust in his flesh, he had confidence in the good things that he did and in his heritage and in all these things, when he finally broke, I think he realized that in truth he was a weak human being, just like everybody else, he was a weak human being, no way could he ever keep this law. No way. You know, he was just fooling himself and he, and he counted it as dung so that he could gain Christ. So I think in, in both ways, both, uh, knowing about the, the sinfulness that he had committed in his life, but also knowing, uh, that in reality, when it comes to standing before this holy God, he's a, he's a weak person. That's just my interpretation of, of where I think Paul's coming from in a lot of places, but I'm sure that, you know, there's, other people have other ideas and other, uh, and other understanding of that.
0: Well, we're just provoking a little thought with that. you I know, just wanted to get your opinion on it.
1: And it's good to think about things like that. And I guess that's where we're going to have to end for today. Time has flown by again uh, on this week's edition of Growing in Grace. But, Mike, I do appreciate you joining me again and getting together for uh, our talk about the grace of God. And we'll join you all again next week for another edition of Growing in Grace.